This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening and welcome to Friday Night Live. This is Amy All Podcast and every Friday night for the next two hours, you are joining myself and Stephen, where we will be talking everything Millwall. We will be previewing the game tomorrow against Hull, uh, against Hull even, and uh, and we'll probably be talking about everything else. We have got a question um, for the show what we will do in and obviously if you've got any other questions and you do want to pop them in the comments then please do so if you're watching on twitter hi uh you can only reply on twitter uh if you watch us on youtube or facebook then you can reply in the main um main body with uh with everybody else so um yeah crack on thank you very much for joining us Stephen. how are you very well very well mickey how are you yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. I'm glad it's the weekend. Um, yeah. And yeah, thank God it's uh, thank God it's Friday, as they say. Reminds Absolutely. me that I need to go buy a crunchy. I'm um, enjoying the kind of '90s hip hop music in the background. I'm quite enjoying that. Yeah, it's Different all right. And it's, and it's um, it's um, free. It's uh, Dr. Dre. Or um, yeah, Dr. Dre influenced um, through Streamyard. Um, they've now gone in with a um, with a partnership, and they offered us six months free. So um, yeah, we we love it. But it is good. But I think um, I think we're done now, don't you? I don't think we need it through the whole no the whole show. So um, so then let's um, let's crack on with the comments because that's what we're here for. Uh, and let's just go to that one first. Oh, there we go. Would you like to read the message, Stephen? God, morning, God. Bo- morning, people. Well, Mickey called an away win, but it's still a band-aid on an amputation. Gary Houdini strikes again. Um, it is, but I don't really want to be too negative all night because... Well, no, we just... get hammered for that. We got hammered for that on the space the other night. Yeah, I just think that <laughs> it's what it is. Um, we know what Gary Rowe is all about. Um, and if you look at what we've been doing the last six, seven games, we've gone win, draw, lose, win, draw, lose, win. So hopefully tomorrow we'll go win. But realistically, if we follow the pattern, then it's a draw. So bung your money on a draw for tomorrow, gents. 
and ladies. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Ted Stryker, uh, good evening. Good evening. Ted Stryker is from Aeroplane, isn't it? I swear it is. It's got to be. It's that fellow. I think it's that fellow in the picture from yeah. Aeroplane, but yeah. Uh, Connor, good evening. Uh, Steve Chilton. Hello, Stephen. Sorry, mate. I don't know what oh, you've done, but apology accepted. Uh, afternoon, gents. Afternoon, Nesta, New Zealand bunch. Is the uh, the old school. Good evening, Chris. Uh, Darren, good evening, gents. Just a heads up, notifications are not coming up on Facebook. Oh, okay. If you can just share it for us, that'd be great. Uh, you've probably got more friends than we have, but yeah, no, that's cool. Uh, Alex S, good evening. Uh, are we in a drone? No, it's another new feature they're giving. If you don't like it, I can I can put a normal background on. But if I um if I kick Stephen out for one minute, oh, and then, then you can see we're flying over our beloved church. Um, that touch and through ball from what ball? What more? I'm still applauding. Yeah. It is. Uh, good evening, lads. Normally catch up on Spotify, but managed to catch you live. Well, welcome to the live edition, Aaron. And uh, we'll just say, Aaron Day, first time live listener. There we go. You see, when yeah, you listen welcome, back on Aaron. Spotify, listen back on Spotify, you'll, you'll get it all. So, yeah. Right. Um, good evening. Just negative at the dentist, Mickey. I'm confused on that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, just negative. Oh, mate, I can't stand fucking Dennis. Uh, depression last week. The journey home was miserable. Then Wednesday night was unbelievable. Um, yeah, Canada. Wow, okay, Canada. Uh, Monica Jones. Good evening, Monica. Good evening, Dan. Uh, Stephen, no shorts are a crime against humanity. I... Um... Oh, what shorts, Stephen? I have no idea. Honestly, someone's apologised to me. And did you wear shorts to football last Saturday? Um, yes, I did wear shorts to football last Saturday. Were they a crime against humanity? No, they were just blue shorts. I, I... Chris, just you see, the um, problem is with doing these shows is that people recognise your face and then yeah, they see you at the ground. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. Theory also, theory. I'm just going to point out because this will make her evening. Um, you put up a comment just a second ago from Monica Jones. That's actually my mum. Huh. I'm converting her. I'm converting her. She doesn't particularly like football, but we're now converting her to the ways of Millwall. So okay. that's why she's tuning in. Hello, mum. I feel your pain. <laughs> Having a part with him. I only do it two hours <laughs> twice a week. So yeah. Um, there we go. See, look, someone likes the background. Um, where we go? What more touch before the free ball? Yeah, yeah I'm real. Should we should we talk about um, should we talk about them and then come back to some of the comments? So I think three standouts there from from when's Tuesday even was Norton Cuffey can play as a centre back, and why hasn't he been playing? Well, wait, wait, Wes Harding. Wes Harding, sorry, yeah, sorry. Wes Harding can play as a centre-back and why haven't we put him there all season? 
And Fleming looked a lot more active in his number 10. Watmore looked great. Um, and Norton Cuffey was all right as well. I mean, Wes Harding is just baffling. I don't understand how we, you know, everyone knows we've had defensive frailties, shall we say. Um, but he just looked comfortable. He looked like a leader. Obviously, Dan from the podcast, um, negative Dan, as the as the listeners would would know him as said he, he was like a leader he, he he marshaled the troops had a little bit of mobility pace about him some really good tackles and it just begs the question we've, we've had our struggles in defense why not why not play him earlier i'll be amazed amazed if he doesn't get another opportunity tomorrow um and and rightly so it's it's sometimes rowett talks about players get an opportunity when others get injured and wes harding certainly um certainly done himself no favors Sorry, certainly done himself no harm uh, with his performance. Mixed comments on the uh, background as well. I see it's changed. Yeah, yeah, no, because a couple <laughs> of people were going, it's making me dizzy. So I thought, well, we'll just do it. So, yeah. Um, you see, our, our furthest away fan was saying it makes him dizzy, which is Tony. And we can't, <laughs> we have to keep someone farther away from us as yeah. possible. So, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, are they the same shorts last week? Honestly, I have no idea. I have no idea what YouTube shorts. No, I don't post anything on YouTube other than um, what goes out on the pod. Hello, mum. Come on your lines. Okay. Um, yeah. What's your so? If you is anyone in the comments who was there last week um, on Tuesday, let us know. Obviously, um, what you think of it, and um, and also obviously who you think your man of the match was. Um, I think Wes Harding was probably man in the match, to be fair. Oh, absolutely. Also, he was unreal. It's unreal. No. And also, this weekend, we're going to be doing a new little feature for these shows. So, um, look out on across the socials after the game, um, because we're going to be testing something this weekend where you can rate the players. And then, basically, on the next show, we'll basically call it up and, and see what you voted for. None of this stats and based on... Goals and all this, we're going to be looking at doing player ratings based on Millwall fans um, choosing a number between one and ten for each player. So hopefully we will get some um, interesting findings uh, and it will be good. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'll see. Um, what you got to say, Stephen, anything? Because I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> on that, that comment you just put on there, can you pop that back the, about the wingers? I would love to see us play with wingers. I really, really would. But we've only really got one natural winger available tomorrow with Ryan Longman unavailable because obviously playing against his parent club. And Maku is the only winger that we have. I know Fleming will go out there or Watmore or SA, but they're players, as we saw on Tuesday, when when Watmore and Fleming were it's central, the link up between them was very, very good. Goal and assist for Fleming. I, I would love us to play with wingers. I really would. But I just don't see that being um, being an option. And, and on the subject of Duncan Watmore, I think Watmore will have games where he looks a million dollars like Tuesday. I thought everything we we everything that we did that was good for 60, 70, 80 minutes with him on the pitch come through Duncan Watmore. But I think we're going to have to be patient with him in those games like that we've seen in the past where he doesn't do an awful lot and you're kind of thinking, what's happened to him? I think it's going to be really good, really bad. I don't think you'll ever get in between. Yeah. And that's that's okay if other players are stepping up, but if they're not, 
that's when it, it just doesn't really look it, it, it it's it's not going to work yeah, i think I, yeah there, there are a few players who are very hit and miss though in there at the minute but that's we just don't know where we're going to get them that's why they're playing for Millwall. let's let's be honest you know the in terms of wages, in terms of, you know, um, being one of the, we're not one of the big boys in the championship. I don't think we're one of the smallest, but we're not one of the big boys. So I think, you know, you have to accept sometimes it's why we've signed players like Mason Bennett. We've always said had Mason Bennett have been able to keep fit, he would be playing at a really, really good level. But unfortunately his, his injuries go against him. So it's clubs that have to take risks on those type of players. Look, do you believe think, in that? Well, well, Tony said there, Wes Harding's got to start every game now. I don't know about Hutch who. Um, I, I think Harding deserves a run of games. He really, really does deserve a run of games. I, I think it'd be really interesting if you if we do get all of them back after the after the break, what he does. I think he'll go back to Hutchinson, Leonard and Cooper. I think that would be his first choice. But as as I think someone said earlier, you don't really change a winning team. And if if we can get a result tomorrow and Harden puts in another good performance, again, there's no reason why he shouldn't keep the shirt. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. I get that. Um, yeah. I think Bart Bart had a, a decent game. Yeah, as well. On Tuesday, absolutely. So absolutely. I I tweeted after the game that I reckon on Saturday he probably felt a bit low. The second mm. goal was poor. There was a lot of talk about it, a lot of chat on Twitter about who should have done what and the defending and, and, and closing it down. Bart would have walked off on Saturday after that, especially after that second goal, thinking, what have I done? It lay underneath him. And I thought, you know, it, again, um, Plymouth had a lot of quite a few chances, but Bart stood up to it and, and kept them out. And, and we know that's what he's got in his locker. We know he can do that. It's just um, perhaps trying to forget about that. Forget about last Saturday. He's had another clean sheet. Three clean sheets in the last four, I think. So um, really, really good returns. Mm. I agree with them there. Fleming and Dinor, brilliant. Harding, outstanding, definitely. Casper Dinor is just so good, isn't he? He's just quality. Yeah, but he is quality now. He's being able to give a bit of freedom where he can play. Because when he wasn't, and he was being tucked up sort of in different places. He weren't great. But now with Fleming where he is and obviously the front two, then now we're looking as if we can actually cause it. It's, it's lovely to be able to sit there and go, Denor's good, you know, Casper's good, Harding's great, Fleming's okay. You know, um, Cuffey was all right. I, I mentioned a few players now, like what we said, like what we said on the space. Realistically now, and you know, contrary to popular belief, we are probably um, we are we are definitely two people who would never want Mill to lose for for whatever reason. Like, we just no. you know, it just wouldn't you know, it wouldn't happen. But um, I do think that it has papered over the cracks, and I do think that if if Gary is a good at, at observer is allegedly he is, he would have seen that there's a few bits on that team on Tuesday will work and he needs now to build around that team. Absolutely. You know, I would say Danny Mack in defence rather than, you know, uh, all the way up and down that wing would be a good move because I think he's solid in defence. It, I think it depends though. And I think it's really interesting what you said there. I will never, ever, ever want me all to lose a game of football ever. 
I don't. I know people to say, "Oh, if we lose, route will go." I'm not. I want us to win games of football. You lose. You, 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 you're in the wrong. You're following the wrong sport if you want your team to lose. But come back in five, six games if we can put mm. a run together of having the right players playing, getting a little bit more on the front foot. I actually think away from home, Gary Rowett has it quite right. Our away, our away form, our away record this year. I know Norwich was poor. But away from home, we've beat Middlesbrough, we've beat Plymouth, we've got a point at Birmingham. It's okay. The the, the style is okay. You, you know, uh, okay, we, we might want to be a little bit more attacking, say, than what we were at West Brom, which we also got another point. But it's at home. It's finding the balance at home. It's finding... And Jake Cooper went on... He, a player come out, which they never, ever do. A player come out and said, we struggle to, 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 to play at home, in as much words. I know he... He, he worded it differently to, than how I have there, but he no, basically he said we, we don't we find it harder to take it to teams at the den than we do away yeah. from home. Yeah. Which is is admitting that they struggle at home, which is ridiculous considering that our home form over the last couple of years, minus this year, has been superb. It, it, it's it, the players can see it. Rowett must see it at home. It's not working, and I, I you know I, I think away from home, fine. Um, you know stick to the same system we'll, we'll pick up a fair few points away from home but you, it's got to be better at home it's got to be better I mean Chris has got a point there if Murray is fit I bet he drops hard in and I bet he still puts Gamble instead of yeah, he probably does he probably and I'm not I can't be bothered to as I said to you boys in the chat um, on Tuesday I celebrated Savile's goal more than any goal this year because he deserved it he deserved to stick two fingers up to the manager and go that's what I can do yeah, give me a chance 100%. to play Hundred, hundred percent. Obviously, as well, we have got the hashtag um, free George Savile. Yep. Uh, good evening, Georgie. Uh, is there something going on with Savile behind the scenes? You tell us. I don't know. Um, they're, they're obviously not getting on. Um, uh, mate, it had me as well. To be honest with you, Tony, it had us all pissing ourselves and thinking, you know, one, how the fuck did the ref let that go? But two, did he just deem that, it, you know, that the other lad just needs to get down the gym a bit and just bulk himself up a bit? Because, you know, I, I, Stephen, when we did the space, Stephen was listening back to it or watching it back as we were doing the space and he's going, oh, no, that's definitely a foul. And I was going, no, it's just, it's just. Do you, know what do you know what he's trying to do? I'm convinced. He's trying to give away a free kick to waste time. <clears throat> he's trying mm. to waste time, but. Instead, comes away with the ball. The ref don't blow, and he go. Oh, he's thinking, all right, result, and then you know we go and stick the ball in the back of the net. Because he did, he did proper drop the shoulder, didn't he? And just literally launched the geyser into into row fucking Z. Do you know what I mean? He, he did. He did, he did knock him in. But if you see, if you also see it back, the guy looks up, looks for the foul, realizes yeah, yeah. he's not getting it, and then just stays on the floor. So whilst look, it doesn't look good. It probably was a foul. There is a hint of. I don't actually think Fleming really catches him in the face. I just no, I think it's think a really, really hard I tackle. Think it's about here. Yeah, it's about here, and he just him in. So yeah, yeah. and that he's thinking, oh, "I'll get it, I'll get it." Looks up, then he don't. Mm. Agree away a revolution. Yeah, as Fleming turned the corner. Now, do you think I possibly? Don't. But it was this time last year. Oh, is that your mate? Is it? He's a, he's a Norwich fan. Uh, okay. He's all right though. He's all right though. Blocked. Um, <laughs> where are we? Oh God, I know where are we. Hang on, gone too far now. There we go. Right, another question then from you. 
Uh, I thought that on Tuesday's game that we didn't kick into gear until halfway through the second half and late subs and close Plymouth down. Yeah, again, I think I agree. But away from home, especially, I mean, they did put six past Norwich. They've scored a lot of goals. I mean, they've only lost, they've only lost what, one before us, one or two games at home for not how long. They've not not scored since April. Yeah. So they score goals at home. They win games at home. It's a tough place to go. I think the problem is with with Rauer is that he, he, as I said earlier, away from home, I think he's got it down to a T. He's got it nailed on what he wants to do. The thing is, is that once you do neutralise a team and you stop them from scoring, like he did on Tuesday, he went for it. But at West Brom, we were on the front foot and then he let them back into the game. I know he missed a penalty, so that might help. But he, you, you've got to stop them first, then go and win the game not the other way around. Because if you don't score, you just sit back and let them. I, I do agree, though. I think first half, we did struggle to get going. But they didn't have... I don't think they had many clear-cut chances in the first half. We just let them have the ball, which yeah. is what Rowett does anyway. Yeah, no, that's it. That's it. Question then for the for the, um, for the the comments, for everyone watching, um, which is going up nicely. So, yeah, all good. Um, is Nesbitt the answer up front? Uh, Jonathan thinks that he's more of an 18-yard 18 18-yard 18 box striker uh, and that's just not our style. I sort of probably agree with him agree with him to a degree. I said that before that he's pretty much a poacher rather than a, a striker. Then a couple of other people made comments when we did the, the space and said that Nesbitt's one of the unusual um, strikers of modern day where he can actually run with the ball. So, you know, if you can get the ball to him, he, he, he's capable of running with the ball, which, I'm, um, which is more of what we need rather than someone to, to sit in the 18-yard 18, 18 box and, and try to take shots. I'm still, I still want to reserve judgment because I think in pre-season what I saw, he looked quite good. He's got a couple of goals. I just think, I don't... Spenders on my ass. We don't create enough chances for him. No, I agree. Look at, look at Bradshaw. You know, we, when we give him chances... He gets there when we don't. He um he don't does he? That's the yeah, and that's that, the fucking big problem. Yeah, I I think as I say, I, I I think Nesbitt. I think he's. I think he'll prove to be a good striker. I just don't think we play to his strengths whatsoever. Formation at home is shocking. Yeah, yep. agreed. Even 100%. Stevie, even Stevie Wonder could sense that. Uh, Zion's elbow done more than Alan Campbell this season. Um, your words, not mine, but I don't think you're wrong. Um. Savile has to start over Campbell, surely, 100%. Um, right, Danny's a great defender, but he couldn't cross a bridge. Back four, back four Danny all day long. That's what I'm saying as well. Play him in his proper position. Um, but then we played with right back and then um, Norton Cuffey, innit? Um, horses for courses. Don't be predictable with formations. 100% agree with you there. I think the problem is, is that a lot of clubs know what we're going to play, know that we've got a couple of older um, older players on the on the back line. And if you run them, they can't keep up with you. So I think mm. every team knows what they need to do. When we suddenly cause them problems and suddenly put a bit of pace in the back and, and put a couple of players, what will have you, all of a sudden it just breaks up because they suddenly make an attack in we get it, get it up front, and we just keep going. So, yeah. Um, I feel sorry for the legend, Super Neil Harris, getting sacked for losing three games in a row. It's football, unfortunately. And the problem is that they've got new owners there. And 
you know, the new owners will just do whatever needs to be done to make sure that they keep the fan base on the side. Uh, there's, you know, there's possibly more there than meets the eye. I don't know. Um, because it does seem very strange. They are, they're the lowest scorers in the, in the division. And when you've got a bloke who's got the goal record and the the kind of attacking prowess that he had, that doesn't. Uh, no, I think it's harsh. Don't get me wrong; they're eighth in the league and two points off the the, the automatics. But they've slowly started to realise if you don't score in a game, they'll get beat one nil, and they can't. Uh, and I think the the fans are starting to turn. Atmosphere then just isn't great. No, it isn't. But I do think, yeah, it's too defensive. But I do think that. If we played like we did at Plymouth at the Den, I think that will get the the fans on side. And I think second half, second half, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you'll see the old atmosphere is coming back to the Den quite rapidly. Um, So if you are listening, Gary, on the way into Millwall in the morning, that's how to get the team on side. Play like you did second half. Well, not you personally, but yeah. Um, Setup works away, and we're good at carrying out the plan. But when we're at home, we struggle to adapt. Uh, to try and to be, uh, trying to then be on the front foot. I think yep. it's because all our coaches are defensive. I think it is, and also if you um, look at the the, there's an extended interview on the on sound only on audio, but if you look at the little clip what um, BBC posted out, then what. Cooper was saying was that for some reason the players just can't get on it when it's at home, just can't take it to the to the team, which I think is a bit weird. Maybe it's a pressure. Maybe you know, maybe the pressure and and the boo boys and that getting on them. Maybe maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Uh, great refereeing <laughs> for our second goal. Absolutely, big up lads. Love the podcast. Thanks for the content. Uh, Thanks, no David. Way. But we are going to be doing. We are going to be next Friday. Um, let me just double check a date. Yeah, next Friday. Next Friday is the is the thirteenth or whatever, isn't it? It's yeah. Um, yeah, it was. It is Friday the thirteenth. So next Friday, the following th- Wednesday, there's a um, there's a, a a night at the den. So obviously, unfortunately, Tony, you probably don't really want to end at the competition. Um, but we're going to look at doing. Um, a competition, whether it be on socials or on here, we might just do one on socials or something, and one on here. Maybe do um, the best comment or, or comment. We we'll pick a comment at random, but we're going to give away um, a ticket or two tickets, uh, but two separate ones to um, join us at that on that evening. So, Curtis of our sponsors. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, they've they've given us a couple of tickets and then uh, you guys can join with us. You're buying your own beer and you're fucking driving your own self there. We're not doing any any of that, but we're happy to to give you a ticket so you can come and see. Who is there? There is Tony Craig. David Ford, Tony yeah. Craig and Brian Webster. So it should be a good night. If it was like the um, the one uh, with Neil Harris, uh, there's a lot of stories and, uh, and a lot of everything else. So, uh, yeah, it should be a... Should be a good hearing, and and it's all for the uh, the Lions Food Hub as well. So Kelly mm-hmm. does a wonderful job there. So yeah, and also she's looking out for donations this weekend. So um, anyone want to chuck her a tin of beans or something, um, food or money, then do so on Saturday. Um, do it after the game. Just carry them in a the sock first. Um, so yeah, what makes it even more shit out is after winning the ball, Fleming does the Ronaldo step over, then puts it to puts it to George. 
Uh, do you think SA will be sold in January if no one comes in for Fleming? I don't know. I mean, I'm hearing there, there's some rumours flying around that there, allegedly there's some um, premiership clubs possibly showing interest now, but I don't know how true that is. And also, I wouldn't know why premiership are looking at interest now um, when obviously they can't put a bid in till, um It's unsettling the player, though, isn't it? It could unsettle mm -hmm. him. It's talk again. It's Burnley, isn't it? It's Burnley with the latest club to be linked with um, with SA. Well, I, yeah, possibly. But I think um, I've heard for a while now, since the last transfer window, well, before when he signed, that Liverpool was snouting around because they've had scouts at some of the England camps and they've been, mm. or they've had people connected and they've been watching him play there. So, um, so yeah. Uh, David Taylor, good evening. Uh, thanks for joining us on Facebook. Um, David, We've been told that the links aren't working properly. So if you can share this while you're watching it on Facebook, that'd be great because um, we're we're not that shit hot on Facebook to a degree. So yeah, Twitter, Facebook, uh, and YouTube and stuff, um, we're okay. But Facebook, anyone on Facebook, we could do with all the help in the world of just help getting the message out. Um, are you both row it out? No, I'm not row it out because I know he ain't fucking going anywhere. Um, you've got to look at it on a financial level and, and a stability level from the board. And um, I don't know if you knew, but Steve, I, I obviously work very closely with the board for a couple of years. Um, ding, 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 ding. Here we have. Here that's it, is. That's it. Quick, on take, the boards. take a shot. Take a shot, lads. Come on. Come on. Take a shot. Um, and I think what basically what, what he does is he's a successful championship manager he keeps us in the championship keeps us safe there's no yeah. more yo-yoing what we've had before and because of that that then gives stability across the club to be able to get sponsors get tv revenue especially next year we need to stay in the championship because next year is when um we will be fucked over beyond grief for um sunday 5 30 kickoffs on the arse end of the world uh, and all of that. So there'll be lots and lots of changes come next year because there's bundles more money. So hopefully um, it will work. But because of the money side of it, I don't see unless unless something really mad happened um, with the fans turning and, and other bits and pieces, I don't think he's going anywhere. And I think he knows that. I think he's been told that. I think he's been reassured yeah, of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And especially the fact that, you know, we lost our chairman, you know, not that long ago. And I think that the board just wants, uh, they need some stability to get James up to speed and get everything done. So, yeah. Um, I do think on so, that though, I do on, think on. on that, had John Berylson had obviously sadly not passed away and was still the chairman, I do think that after the, uh, was it Leeds? I think it was the Leeds game, wasn't it? After the Leeds game, I do think there would have been real serious questions asked about um, about Rowett staying. But because, as yeah. you say, stability, it, you know, um, JB Jr. probably doesn't want, what, three months into his tenure as chairman to be sacking a manager. And I can, I can understand that. Obviously, if it's if it really needs to be, then they'll make that decision. But I think you're right. I think it'll, it'll be there for the rest of the season unless something drastic happens. Yeah, 100%, 100%, 100%. Um, where are we, Christ? I'm trying to find all these. I keep moving out of something and then coming back. Uh, right. Uh, there we go. 
difference between Swansea and Plymouth games was we took our chances with Plymouth. Fully agree. Fully agree. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm quite liking this, where the questions are coming in and we're just answering them as we're going through. We don't normally do that, do we? We normally just um, Waffle. make... <laughs> where we just normally make people listen to our bollocks. But no, I, I, I quite like this um, format. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I totally agree. I, I agree personally. Do you? Yeah. And the other thing what I would say as well is I think with the Plymouth game, uh, the difference between the two obviously the, the the creating the chances but it was also the fact that the goals were really really well worked i think that also come come into it our play to the the pass from whatmore as we all know was class and i actually think savile's finish was class they they're good goals so the the squad is capable as you said but as you said against Swansea, just going to mm. a barn door no no that's it that's it so don't worry that's me um can you see can you answer can you do some of these comments for a sec Stephen? Uh, hold on, give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. If not, I'll be. I can do it in two six. Second, one second. Uh, I hadn't actually logged into the login, so. Oh, right. um, I can do it. I can do it. That's all right. I'm yeah. back now. I can do it. I just. I was just trying to get an image up, um, which I've got. So yeah. Um, Ravsey needs a big lump to feed off. Yeah. But who? And we ain't going to buy one. Dan Riggs, uh, in my view, I thought we set up. Uh, I don't think we set up or played to Nesbitt's strengths and thoughts. No, absolutely. I fully agree with that to a degree, don't you? So, yeah. I um I don't I just that's why I don't think it I think it's harsh when people sort of judge him and comment on him I just don't I don't think we we play to his strengths if you look at the I I, I don't like going off of these videos on YouTube because you can make anyone look good I've said this before you really can make anyone look good but his goals are in and around the box it's passes coming in it's him on the turn hitting shots. We don't feed him the ball. We don't give him the ball to feed. We don't give him... The one time we did was against Stoke and his finish against Stoke was class at home. So I, I, I agree, Dan. I just don't... I, I think as a player in this bit, we're not getting the best out. No, I think so. Um, where we I want to see Savile and Denor playing together. Yeah, so do I. So do I, 100%. Yeah. Um... I think Peter shot shots. We know actually didn't. I think it was you, or maybe your son, who's got a son who walked out the players for when we did Wonderwall Cup. I think, and the only reason I mentioned Wonderwall Cup is because I saw a leaflet today when I was cleaning the cupboard. So um, I saw one of the flyers from there. So yeah, look at this. First time listening live, and he's getting involved. Can't stop him now, can you? <laughs> Nesbit looks like a fish out of water. Uh, when he isn't getting the delivery, the long balls just don't suit him. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely, absolutely agree there. So yeah, um, cross to who? We have no target man. Mm-hmm. No, we don't. No. Bradshaw and what more? We need up top. Um, who would you play up top, Stephen? Oh, oh, you're putting me on the spot now. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I, I. I think if Bradshaw's fit, Bradshaw has to play. 
personally. Right. Yeah. Um, he would be a definite. I really would like us to see a little bit more of Nesbitt and give him an opportunity and actually give him chances. But I think that shout of Bradshaw and Watmore is probably if you're gonna if you're gonna play with and press, it's them two. It's them two because they're going to hassle and hurry defenders. I don't think Nisbet's quite that striker. So if we're going to play a pressing game, then yeah, what more and, and and Bradshaw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Fleming and then Casper behind Casper behind him, wouldn't you? Mm. You'd have Fleming yeah. and Casper. Yeah, um, and I'd have Savile in the middle as well. And then uh, yeah, so I mean we could, we we come to that in the second in the second hour. We we'll come to your teams in that in the second hour. Let's. Mm. Just keep cracking through these. Honeyman would be better in front of Danny Matt. Work it down the line. No, I agree. I think you should have Danny as a as a right back, and then have Honeyman as the winger, as a right winger, no, to run up and down because he can he can put the balls and run forward and all that, and then that's that's putting Danny in his in his proper position, isn't it? Yeah, well, it depends. Again, it, if he if he steps away, if if he comes away from a five, so if we're playing four at the back, then I think McNamara should play as a right back. If you're playing five at the back with wing backs, then I think Norton Cuffey has to play, and it proves it does prove a point. Norton Cuffey has just made the England under twenty one squad, I think it is. So he's obviously well thought of. Unfortunately, John Park, no. Um, we wouldn't be allowed to, but but we would be allowed to if if we ever decided to maybe I don't know do one of those type of nights ourselves. Maybe Stephen, wouldn't we? We no one would be able to tell us not to. Absolutely, absolutely, um, and you know, and there without giving away too much information, there may be an opportunity to do such event but we'll see if you actually we're we're doing it in a bit but if you could have if there's if there's a if there was three players you would like to be able to ask questions to over your over your your time following and all of that lot just put three names into the comments um who you would who you would pay to go see an evening with um and we come back to those in a bit on can that can you if they do back. that if you if you add in your free names because sometimes people talk about players that are playing at the moment if you can put the hashtag three players in there as well so we can identify what three you're talking about for that yeah they can't be current you wouldn't we wouldn't be yeah no but it's just it's just current. sometimes you get confused and didn't you because people mm. i can see people are talking about who should be playing up front so three players that you'd like to have an evening with and ask questions with hashtag free players yeah or maybe hold it and then we'll come back to it in the second half mm. so that might be easier because then we can get through these comments and all that lot so yeah we've got clips for you this this um this evening's show so yeah don't worry we um we didn't have them Sunday. We were just moaning, weren't we, on Sunday? And we just, yeah. It was you and neg- you and Negative Dan. Yeah, we just, yeah. Well, I don't know why, but yeah, Dan just put me off and we just yeah, went for, for mission. So, yeah. Um, Kenny Jackett was very good at bringing the crowd into play. Yeah, even was. if it was um, only giving Dunny the okay to crunch someone or something. Gary Rowett doesn't do that. No, he don't. Um, I don't know why he doesn't. But, yeah, I just don't think Gary uses... Because of the way he sets up, I think is is why um, 
is why I don't. And I think also that possibly behind the scenes, what again we don't know. We you know maybe we need to speak to a manager or something at some point to find out what. But I don't know what the fines are like for players to get reds and stuff. Um, mm. Because we don't seem to to get a lot of reds. So, I yeah. tell you the other thing on that, and it really frustrates me. And I talk about this a lot during lockdown. Gary Rowett consistently said, and he used the exact words, I feel cheated as Millwall manager because I've been manager here when we've had no one in the ground. I haven't been able to, I haven't been able to have the atmosphere. I haven't been able to have the fans behind me. But now he does have the fans behind him, but he doesn't use the fans. It, it, it's very strange. It's really, really strange that he he moaned about it consistently for such a long time. And now he's, and he's also been getting big crowds. He's not just been getting the, you know, the 8, 10, 11, 12,000, he's been getting 14, 15, 16,000 upwards. And he just doesn't know how to use this. George Savile, people talk about Alan Dunn putting in a tackle. George Savile is someone that will absolutely go through someone if he needs to, to break up mm. play and get the crowd going. Don't do it. No. Dan Riggs, that, that, that was... Um, Dan Riggs, we passed and moved versus Plymouth, especially, you know, yeah. Yeah. halfway through the second half. That was the difference. We... I think the comment, what we said on the space, what we did straight afterwards was it was the first time in a while where we actually played, for, or not us, but the players were playing for the badge. It did seem um, that way, yeah. It did yeah. seem that way. Yeah, that's that's what it was. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, I thought it was, yeah, about the, the boy being thingy. Nesbitt mm-hmm. looked better pre-season, he did, and then according yeah. to some of you on here, I jinxed him. Uh, we need a proper number nine for Nesbitt. Uh, and Bradshaw to play off. All right, Stephen White, you know that I'm fucking shit with all this, right? Please tell me what sort of a, a player is a number 10 and what sort of a player is a number nine then. So, because nowadays no- we have we have a player with, I mean, fuck me, Peter Crouch today is holding up a number 15 shirt <laughs> and there's already, there's already a number 15 playing at Burton, allegedly. So I don't know where he's going to be playing, but unless that's 15 foot he- tall, I don't know. So Before I move on to the nine and tens, Crouch also did tweet things aren't what it seems, and mm-hmm. there's a story to come out. So there is something with that, right? So in today's world, a number ten is what was typically an attacking midfielder, someone that plays just off of the out and out striker. So the kind of link between the two, Maradona, uh, yeah, or or a Messi. In today's football, a Messi, someone who drops a little bit deeper to try and influence a play, somebody like what Zian Fleming or Romain Essay, they would be the typical number number 10. And the number nine is your out-and-out striker, your Mm. man that's in and around Erling Haaland, Harry Kane, although Harry Kane does drop drop deeper, but I think he's, as a striker, I think he's more effective. Your Bradshaws, your your man that's on the shoulder of the defence, the bloke who you're going to put through on goal to to try and get on the end of it. Um, players like over the years, you look at someone like Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho was a number 10, not an out and out striker. Um, you know, Rude Van Nistelrooy, that's an out and out. Them kind of players, the difference between yeah. the two, the fox in the box. Yeah, I've got you. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> I've got it now. So, yeah. What number was Gary Lineker when he played? Was uh, he nine? Good question. But back then, it was a little bit different. I mean, th- th- what pisses me off to- about today's football, the other night in the Champions League, one of the goalkeepers had 99 on the back of his shirt. It's just stupid. It's, 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 there's no need for that. We need a crook uh, for coaches, yeah. 
Now that could be quite a good one. A macu and bladders. Do you mean bradders? Yeah. Again, I think it's just it the pressure. Sorry, the the pressing game. There you go for you. Who would you prefer, a Maku and Bradders or a Maku and Nesbit? Me personally, I'd prefer a Maku and Nesbit. Yeah, I would too. Uh, I think because I think a Maku and Bradshaw, I just uh, yeah, I think I think a Maku would do a lot more of the running, and Nesbit would literally be able to just be in and around the box to put the ball in the back of the net. So I would prefer those two. And that's not no disrespect to Bradshaw. I can't say anything bad about Bradshaw. Ben will kill me. Um, and I, I, I don't. There's nothing. But he's I've not got nothing here. So him. It don't matter. No, no. But he'll listen to it back, and I, I'll get a message from him, and yeah, yeah, yeah. to start from there. No. I think, um, John, what you or Joe, even what you're what you're saying, I, I sort of agree. I think the problem is we were discussing this the other day on the WhatsApp group. Um, is the problem you've got is I think as Millwall fans, we basically want too much. So if we have a little bit of, um. If we say that there's a little bit of um, glory, then we want all the glory. And the problem is, is that we don't, you know, we don't accept in betweens, and that's the problem we have. Is that unfortunately we are very demanding as Millwall fans, and if you don't do what we want you to do, then we're getting you back. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think it's anything personal. I just think that, you know, being a Millwall fan, you've put up with all the shit, all the good, all the bad. Um, over the years and when you're not getting all of that it's sort of it gets very very frustrating because you just feel as if you're not getting value for money uh especially as nowadays um you know football is is gone up through the roof so yeah here we go right bradders nesbit fleming in a central 10 not drifting wide Zian more effective dead center do you agree absolutely. with that then, Stephen? absolutely it i can't stand it when fleming gets put out wide it's not his position. He's not going to influence the game plan as a winger. He needs to be in and around the box. And he's proved it. His goals that he scores and his assist, I know I know um, the assist was come from a wide area and a foul, but if you look at him, he's effective in and around the box. He's not going to run past people. He's not a winger. Yeah. Get him central. Honeyman, not a winger? No, do you know what? I actually think, again, Honeyman fits into, he could play in a number 10 role. That link between, I think he's got good feet. He, he's got a little bit of an eye for a pass. But again, I don't think he's an out-and-out winger. I think last season he was put out wide, didn't have anyone else until Burke joined the club in January. Hang on, let's do that one first and then come to that one. I'd play Nesbitt and Bradshaw for 10 games and create a partnership. I don't think we ever know how good uh, then they can be together. No, no I, I agree. I, yeah, I agree. I think that's a problem as well. We keep swapping the players around week in, week out when realistically you should be, you know, trying to get, especially the striking pair and the midfield pair, try and get a partnership going between them. So, yeah, same thing to you, Oliver. Um, share on Facebook for us, Jim. It doesn't help, though, with Bradshaw that he got an injury, does it? it that no. didn't help. That that If he'd, if he'd have been fit, Bradshaw would have been, but I don't think Watmore would have got in and you wouldn't have seen what we got on Tuesday. No, no, that's it. Uh, three players, Teddy, Herlock and Brian Horn. I've got two of those players in my phone book, so that could happen. Um, Kevin Musker, Andy Roberts and Dennis Wise. I've got one of those players in my phone book and I know how to get to another one of those players, possibly. Um, if you're listening, you know who you are. You won't be listening to the live, but you will listen back on the, on the, uh, on the podcast. So, yeah. 
Uh, thing is, this season has been classic Millwall. No more than I expect. 100% agree with you. 100%. 100% agree with you, uh, Tony. Um, Mike says, Herlock, Sheringham and Harris. Again, I've got two of those numbers. Um, Teddy, Herlock, Denzel. Yeah, two of those. And I know how to get to... I know how to get to the other one. Um, Herlock, Brian King, and Teddy. Yeah, Brian King's good. I speak to Brian King probably two or three times a week by text. So, yeah, Brian King's definitely a, a good one. But he is of an age. Um, mm. And it will be a certain level of fans with him. The new fans wouldn't necessarily realise how good Brian King was. Um, but, yeah, Brian King has got fucking huge hands. Um Neil Harris, Kevin Muscat, Teddy Sheridan. Now that would be a show. I'll tell you who I would who I would on on that, who I would go for, because we'd done a video with with him before and he told us the Kevin Muscat story with um with Warnock that day with, with um Paddy Kenny. I would go for Kevin Muscat, Mark Phillips, and probably David Ford, to be fair. Or someone, someone around that, mate. Yeah, someone there who's a, you know, because they're three quite enforcers as such to a degree. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They're three yeah. players. What, what sort of would have it? So yeah, Brian Horn, Jimmy Carter, and Rhino. Yep, Rhino would be a good one. I think Rhino got would be all, a great one. Got all three of theirs numbers. <laughs> Tony Towney, uh, Malcolm Allen, and Antonio. I've got. I think, I think that's have... Otto Lukowski. I think that's supposed to be Otto Lukowski. Yeah, I could probably... I, have, I think I might have one of those, so yeah. Um, now, now. Now, that's a good call. I would... I, I agree with you in there. I would love to have him. And I would probably throw in Carter in there as well. I think the list goes on though, doesn't it? With stuff like that, like you, you, there's so many players. That I, I, I think if someone that hasn't been mentioned so far, they might have on quotes coming up. I think Robbo, Paul yeah. Robinson. I think it'd be great to have. But we said no current players, you dickhead. And he's, current, he's not a current he's player. Not, no, but he's is he a player? By the club. No, but does he play though? He's playing by. He's playing. He works but, for the club. But you so said you said no current players. Okay. All right. No worries. <laughs> um. Yeah. Right. Crouch is a number nine. Oh, there you go. Maradona is a 10. Shearer is a nine. Ah, oh, now yeah. I understand it. Yep, 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 yep. Ah, oh, there we go. Now I understand that. I understand that. Maradona and Van Basten. Now that is what we could do with an R team. That would be great. Ron Odinio now. Sorry, Vaganoff, I know we're in Millwall, but Ron Odinio. What a player that boy yeah. was with the ball. Yeah. What he couldn't do with a ball was unbelievable. Class. Absolutely unbelievable. I still remember the time where he just kicks the ball up in the air and then just stops it, kicks it back up again, and you're like, mate, unbelievable. Yeah. If he was still around now, it'd definitely be one of those who could go for the world record where you drop it off a off a oh, yeah. you know, off the yeah, thing. Yeah. So yeah. I'd like um, to see the Millwall players try that actually. That keep yeah. lifting the crane up, that'd be quality, just to see how good they are. I know a man who's got the tallest crane in who's got the tallest tower in um in London, well, in the UK, because it was his firm what got those idiots off uh, off Dartford Bridge that day. He's the only right. one who, who's 
whose tower was um was up. Right, let's get through these because we are running into extra time now. We've run in five minutes of extra time. Um Gascoigne. Yes, that is, that is a great number 10. That is an, a prime example of a number 10, Gaza. Gaza, unfortunately, just got ruined. Didn't have people around him, unfortunately. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was lucky enough to work with someone who knew Gaza, and we went to a do where Gaza was going to be. And uh, it was early doors, and, unfortunately, he was pretty much fucking pissed as a new at the time in the back of this um, people carrier flat out on the floor. And, uh, yeah, you got to, got to see him because obviously I knew the other fellow who knew him, but yeah, what a shame to see such a legend. He, he could have been, um, and yeah, 22 years ago, by the way, today from, um, uh, David Beckham's free kick for against, yeah, um, Greece. Unreal. Unreal. Um, right. Hold the comments for a sex. Hold the comments. If you can, please, let's just get through these. Lineker was a number nine, but wore number 10 and was famous for doing a number two. That is, that is very true on the pitch, yeah. on the pitch. And a politically um, correct way of saying it as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, one up front, uh, will never work. Players don't pass and move. Um, where are we? Herlock, Razor, Cascarino. Yeah. I, I'm still not really forgiving Cascarino for when he threw us in front of the bus with all the other stuff. So, yeah, and I'm not going to go into detail on that because I just don't need any of the comments. You'll um, get loads of grief. So, yeah, super, super Neil Harris, Tim Cowell, and, uh, and Mas Mascot would be good. Bradshaw is a proven championship goal, goal scorer along with his work rate, gets my vote over Nesbitt. Um, championship stability under Gary isn't exciting as League One was under Harris. No, I agree, but, you know, the board and all that will just have it. Gary Rowan knows his best team. Doesn't know his best team, never has. In pre-season, Rowett was trying Honeyman uh, at right back. Wonder if he'd try him right back wing, right right wing back. Wonder if he'd try him there again once fit. Thought he looked dreadful playing there for the short time I saw. Um, right, let's just crack through there. That middle podcast, Drive Home with TT Lions TV. Yeah, no, Tony is, um, where are we? He's talking about podcast. doing it. No, no, he's talking about the three legends to do a to do a, a night with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, your words, Tony, but yeah, I agree with you. Uh, 88 season, 10th. Uh, where we 10th above Man United, also a nice FA Cup tight hybrid. The Millwall went in three by three. Uh, dude, I'll do. Yeah, that was at the Arsenal game, wasn't it? Um, that was at Arsenal, so yeah. Uh, don't know about cash scrubbing then. Right, gents, that's it. We are at the end of uh, the first half. And, um, 
you've got about two and a half minutes to go grab yourself a drink, do whatever you need to do, and uh, and watch back a game from the 90-91 season. Albion. Crowds are improving too, almost 11,000 to see Brian Talbot's Albion. And Millwall making the running from the start. Malcolm Allen thwarted that time. You know, Callaghan down the left and Carter down the right. There's a very potent attacking threat. Carter, another irresistible afternoon. Sheringham, the grateful recipient of that one. Takes more than two defenders to stop him. Sheringham, the right place at the right time. Going in where it hurts is the cliché. First Ray, then Sherrigan. It doesn't hurt so much when the ball finishes in the back of the net. So nobody gets too complacent though, a riposte from the Albion. Colin West, the header, the start of the second half. Candidate for one of Teddy Sheringham's goals of the season. There's no shortage. But this shot on the turn must rank with the best of them. one it's a comfortable finish guaranteed and there's still more to come O'Callaghan endorsed the architects that man Ray again four home games four goals lovely turn off the chest and finish he's becoming a very popular lad here There we go then. That was the uh, the halftime entertainment and we are um, we are back um, now with you. Um, right, my question is for part two and uh, and we've cleared the comments so you can get in, in these. Um, how much as football supporters are you willing to sacrifice your preferred style of play in order just to get results? So that's the question. That's what I want to know. Would you, you know, are you prepared to do that? Are you not? What, what sort of, you know, if you've got anything else you want to add to that, let us know um, what you, what, what your, um, your answer is to there. So how much, how much um, are you prepared to sacrifice your preferred style of play just to grind out results? Um, that's, that's where, where we are. And we throw some other ones in. So, um, Oh, there we go. So we're getting some people in. So, yep. Um, where are we? First one back then. Not a player, but Steve Harrison, the coach, was meant to be mental. Might be a good guess for Tony Warner and Mark Bircham. 
Why does Riot persist with Campbell currently as a wage thief? Uh, how do we not get promoted with that um, Rico Rocco? What I can't. Rioc. Um It's because of the it's because of the Rico Stadium, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Tony says no, don't change it. Uh, let me know, Mickey, if you do a that mill podcast football team. I'm your left foot striker. All I need is ten minutes. I'll get you a hat trick. All right, well, I'll do to that. Um, results are everything. I'll take one nil wins all year round. So, um, yeah, come on in. Get your comments in then, because otherwise you're going to have to have me and Stephen talking complete bollocks. <laughs> um, they know how to put a ball away then in that clip. Well, we've got another one from that season towards the um, at the end of the show, mate, which is slightly longer. It's about five and a half minutes. I think there's maybe two games in there. Um but I've got lots of the old games, so um, we're looking at that. And obviously, we've talked about some other bits we're looking to do. We're looking just to... We've got a few different ideas to try and just separate us from um, what everyone else does because uh, we just want to try and be unique if we can. Uh, they knew how to put the ball away. Yep. Football is a results business. Yep. Uh, give me a fighting, out-battling and booting free kick at the opposition over fancy boot is that a boot in fk what's that free kick don't know i think he means booting the fuck out of the opposition oh, person there we go <laughs> yeah. oh, there we go booting the fuck out of the opposition <laughs> over fancy football anytime yep i don't care would rather play shit and nick a win than play well and lose teddy get 38 Teddy got 38 seas, 38 goals that season, 91-92. How long, lads, have you been a Millwall fan for? Mickey's been supporting the club for about 72 years. So um, he's, a, he's a long-standing member of the, uh, of the fan club and the fan base. Um, I'm going to get pelters for that at some point. And uh, I've been going, my first game was in 1994. So um, this is my 29th, coming up to nearly 30 years. Yeah, mine's, from the, yeah, mine's from the 90s, so yeah, late 90s. So, um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then just throw yourself into it. So, yeah, got loads of, no loads of bits and just make a make a habit, you know, of, of finding out what's what. And then I've just been involved through, you know, different things. Um the battle the fan on the board and now doing a, a, a podcast with this rep debate next to me. So, um, yeah, all boring and no fun over a long time is mind numbing turn into a MPC. You're going to tell me what MPC stands for then Stephen Con? Non playing character. I believe, I think it's a term okay. from gaming. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, I don't think it's style so much, uh, but the way we play, the effort, etc., has to be there. I would say the style of play comes second to that. Um, under the dock, it was a long ball football played into areas, and then it got exciting. Then under um, Rioc and McCarthy, football style was great. Harris football was exciting. Longish ball under Gary, under Gary Rowett, boring. Uh, I'll take a win if it means 80 minutes backs against the wall to get a 1-0 win. Uh, Millwall is in the blood, 36 years a fan. 
can't get the next comment up. There we go. Uh, first goal at the Den, 1970. 50, 58 years of torture. My birthday on the 12th of this month, I will be 31. Well, happy birthday. That's next Thursday, isn't it? So, yeah, happy birthday, mate. Uh, well done, lads. Always a lion. Um, 48 years riding that roller coaster. Uh, grinding out results is okay if you're watching the stream on the TV, but if you're forking out your hard-earned cash to go to the game, then I want to be entertained, which helps the atmosphere as well. That's a good point. Mm, that is a really good point. I think the problem is, is that football now, and COVID had a lot to do with this. COVID, you could watch, you, there was football on every single day, wasn't there? There was something else to do. You, yeah. you had different games playing every day. You just put it on the telly, mill streaming and other championship clubs. Yeah. And I think that's the problem. If you are, if you don't go to games, which everyone has their reasons, everyone goes or don't, whatever, that's that's up to them. That's, that's their choice. But if you go to games and you, uh, fellow who sits in front of me at the den, um, John, I I believe sometimes he tunes in. So if he is listening, hi John, um, and his dad. He, this this fella goes to every single game. He dedicates and he has done for about ten, fifteen years. I don't, I don't know how long it is. He's been doing it for years. He's been going a lot longer, but he does every game: Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Saturday, Sunday, whatever. He must spend a fortune and. If you're somebody who's that dedicated to a football club and you're going to games, you 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 can't put up. It's hard to say that it's you don't want to be entertained. It's hard to say that you, you you'd sacrifice, you know, playing styles. But ultimately, if you was to ask him and you was to ask anybody in this group and the the guys in the comments, if you could guarantee, if you could, if Gary Rowett could give us one nil wins from now until the end of the season and get us promoted, every single one of us, I don't, I, and and it, unless you can put a really compelling argument against it, everyone would take that. They would absolutely take it to have one season in the Premier League. Unfortunately, where that question slightly falls down a little bit is there's no guarantee of results in football. You cannot guarantee it. So if you're not if you're unable to guarantee a, a, a result and you're playing a negative brand of football, your house of cards all falls down. And that's that's where Rowett gets stuck because it's all well playing a certain way to be solid and compact at the back. But as soon as you concede, your game plan goes out the window. Yeah, so it's no, really yeah. hard. It's hard to find a balance. But I, I would personally, you give me a 1-0 win every game from now until the end of the season, I really, really couldn't care less because it would get us into the Premier League for one season and win calls Hammock up there. Yeah, no, totally. I, I get that and I sort of agree with you to a degree. Uh, David says, lads, do you think they're VAR in the Championship without us knowing? No. What's in, what's in the Championship at the moment, and the cameras have been there for ages, is that there is um, Hawkeye, which basically is for um, goals. Um, when the ball goes in, it makes a noise to the ref. Uh -huh. They have Hawkeye. So if there's ever a, uh, a question over whether or not a ball went over the line or not, we have that. That That is at Millwall. It's the um, ref's watching it. He has a yeah, little watch yeah. that, yeah. That's in, but VAR, no, because VAR cameras are very expensive. There's something... I think you have to have so many, like 32 different angles or something or whatever. Um, and I don't think that it's worthwhile for championship clubs to do it. So I don't think they do it. And also, realistically, what what 
What is VAR there for? I mean, to me, yes, if the referee is questionable about something what's gone on, then yeah, you know, go look at the screen, watch something back and look at it himself. But I don't think you need a room full of people telling you what's what. I mean, that audio that came out the other day was just shocking. You know, there were so many, so many people talking on it, you know, no wonder he didn't hear it. And also, realistically, all you want to know is, is a goal a goal or not? Uh, Did the ball go over the line? We go to football for those, oh, it's offside. No, it weren't. You know, because what they're doing now is they're ruining the conversation. One, for us to have on a podcast, and two, the conversations you have on the way home, in the pub, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The next day at work, the Monday morning at work, all those all those discussions about everything else like that, you just don't, you just don't, you know, you, you're just taking that all the way. Football is all about the luck of the draw. You know, you know, Liverpool going, well, you know, maybe we need to replay it. No, you don't, because we probably got, you know, I could probably write you a list of games that we should probably replay as well then, because, you know, um, we didn't win and, and and it would turn out differently and, and all of that. Maybe 96 season where we lost, where, you know, realistically, you know, a couple of the other games that season, so we would have stayed up rather than go down. But you know, it's not going to. The happen. other, the other thing is as well with VAR is, I get the the frustrations and the Liverpool incident is a joke. The whole audio, it's an absolute disgrace. But it's clear and obvious. Clear and obvious does not have some bloke drawing lines on a screen and trying to see. You know, all of this kind of stuff. It's 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 not used right. I think. I think there was a comment that came out today. One of the top managers, I think it was uh, Pochettino, said, "It's not the car; it's the people driving the car," and that's the problem because it's yeah. not VAR that's making the decisions; it's the people that are controlling VAR, and that's where I think people need to understand. It's it, it's still there's a human element to it. Look at that. Ken Clark's been supporting Millwall over seventy years. That's an effort. That is that Can is anyone- a lot. That is 70 years of that? stress. That is 70 years of stress. Can anyone beat I mean, 70. So that means, because my mum turned 70 this year, so that means that you started supporting Millwall in 53. So out of that year, if you had to pick one player, Ken, and I've got an idea roughly what sort of year and who, but who would be your one player out of all that year who resonates with you the best as a as a as a true Millwall legend. I, I have a name in my mind who I think he's so going to say. I've so got I. one. Yeah. Um, I've possibly we'll got two. Possibly two. Um, but yeah, yeah. We'll see. And also, do your player and your manager, Ken, that'd be great. Um, and if there's any other guys, you know, sort of around the 70, following 50, 60, 70 year, then that'd be good for you to get in. So yeah. I love Fleming Challenge when he won the ball, set up Savile. Yeah, so did we. I thought it was great. Um where are we? 38 years at least. First game I proper remember is Palace FA Cup third round. Where the fuck did that time go? I know. I know. Um, I just want Millwall to, to win. Over 70 years from Bristol. Wow. Is that travelling to games every 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 game? Or you obviously, you probably don't come to games now. So, yeah. Or you do, maybe. I don't know. From Bristol, be a look, train. I didn't realise those wefts vests they wear are linked to sensors around the ground, so they can monitor performance. Yeah, yep. all the yep. all the um, most of the games now they wear them because it's all about it's all about seeing how fast they run every game and all that because mm. they say that you know they can run 10, 10 15 kilometres a game now, can't they? Which is mad when you think that the game 
ain't massive, but you know, if we we've played on we've played on Millwall pitch, haven't we, Stephen? You, you look at your your Fitbit afterwards, and you suddenly go, yeah. I mean, even five aside, when you wear your your you know your your tracer on your wrist, and then after thingy, you could easily run two three mile just on a five on a you know six aside. Absolutely. Pitch. Yeah, I, I mean, I play five aside regularly on the smaller pitches as well, and you just mm. come off at the end of it, and you rack up a lot of a lot of um, mileage steps mm. and a lot of calories burnt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't like the long ball shit, but Wimbledon won the FA Cup with a long ball. Yeah, they did, they did. Um, so yeah, Joe knows the um, physio who trained the uh, the crazy game, who were looking after them. George Graham won the league playing for one nil wins. He did indeed. Time and a place for grinding out results like away to good teams should be no grinding out mentally at home ever or away to beatable sides. Valid point, valid mm-hmm. point. I'd rather play like Plymouth at home than the cautious, turdid performance we put on at home. Totally, totally agree. Uh, outstanding Ken. Yep, absolutely. I, f- I think over 70 years, mate, is um, is great. Scrap VAR, I won't get scrapped because it... Uh, Too much money. Eventually, what will happen with VAR is that they will get it all done and there'll be a little break in between and that will give TV companies that little bit extra time to bang an advert up while the referee's making decisions. So that 30 seconds, 60 seconds or 90 seconds, that'd be two or three adverts that will suddenly be making, you know, prime time... Um, <laughs> advertisers more money. Let's be honest, that's what football's all about now. The only reason they want more on telly is so they can generate more money. Um, you know, because these TV companies aren't going to be paying billions and billions of pounds for football rights unless they're, you know, unless they're going to be getting it back through either people paying um, subscriptions and stuff or, um, or or advertisers. So, yeah, we have one of the officials who gave it offside in the Liverpool yeah, Spurs we do. game tomorrow. Yeah, yeah we, we do. do. Yep. We do. How many pens would Cooper win if we had VAR? <laughs> Probably none, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, spend a shitload of money every time I get to a game, as have to fly over from Ireland, average roughly 10 games a season over the last 20 years I've lived here. We'll take, we'll take a, uh, a win over entertainment. I think Rob's on. Day. I think Rob's on Twitter engaging with him quite a bit, and I, I, I recognise because he's come over from Ireland. And that's the thing, isn't it? When, when if if you if you go to every single game, you you kind of you know what you're signing up for. I mean, I, I'm I'm a season ticket holder. I go every home game. I try to get to as many away games as I can, and you know what you're going to get. But if you're if you are a fan that's moved away or further afield or other commitments, when you do go, you want to see your team win. You don't care how all you care about is is seeing your team win. So I, I can understand that from from that perspective. Yeah. And Dan Skinner, can we replay the Wembley '99 Auto Glass? Yeah, free Wigan in the Auto Glass um, uh, Championship. Yeah, brought down the ball. Andy Lindell brought down the ball with his hand before making uh, their winner in injury time. That was yeah. my first um, ever heartbreak. That I remember being at Wembley little boy and just gutted gutted var stands for very awful refereeing different day same shit uh-huh. uh i know we're all going on about our, our home form but remember us poor fuckers that went away for eight months without a win yeah that must be painful that's um 
that's uh, Chewy Louie, isn't it? A few, I'll tell you what, on that, a few years ago, um, I went for a spell going to, we, I, used to, I used to do a lot of the, in League One, we did a lot of the away games. We went everywhere. And I went for a spell of about, I think it was 13 away games in a row about seeing us win. Over, it was over the course of, and it, you just, it, it just become the norm that we wasn't going to see us win away from home. So, Paul, I have been there. I, 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 I get that. It's horrible. It is absolutely horrible. Looks like Richard Lacey started it off and he's picked Bart, Brian, Hardin, Cooper, Norton, Cuffey, Leonard, Saville, Casper, Fleming, Nesbitt, Bradshaw. Uh, if you want to put your teams in the, um, in the, in the comments now, then yeah, do so. Not a problem at all. VAR is there to sway results for the betting companies. In my opinion, uh, we are being taken for mugs. See, they, there was someone else was talked about this the other day on um, on Talk Sport Ed, where they were saying that this is all about betting companies. It's all, you know that you know these decisions are all there for for betting companies. Who was it? There was a clip um, from Ben Foster, who I posted it on the group, didn't I? Where yeah, yeah. Ben Foster basically was saying that um, pretty much, pretty much that he said. You know, it's weird that. It happened, and then all the way through half time, there was no discussion about it. Then about ten uh-huh. seconds before they come out, there was discussion about it, and then obviously, you know, he made some accusations there um, that you know he alleged that maybe VAR and Sky, you know, sort of were in communication. Maybe he said, uh-huh. don't say it, we cooked up, but yeah, he, you know, watch the clip if you're not saying. There's a, the clip, I know, I know, you can't. They can't possibly know every single individual bet, but there was a bet that was posted on Twitter on uh, just after the goal during the game. It might have even been before kickoff, and the guy had put like someone to get booked, someone to score, someone to do. That. And and the only thing that didn't come in on his bet was Louis Diaz to score. score he had he had he had Son to score. He had assist. He had all this kind of stuff. And he was on for about ten grand, and he. I, look, he was moaning and saying, oh, I want paying out. Someone deserves to pay me after this. You're not going to get that. That's never, no. ever going to happen. But it wouldn't surprise me if, as you know, if you look at, like, every time there's an advert in the football, you get that back from Bet365, don't you? What's his name? Ray Thingy, who comes up Winston. with this, that, and the, that's it. And it, 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 would, it really wouldn't surprise me, as you say, that at, at some point, like they do in the old American football, that VAR will come up and they'll have an advert going across the screen. Yeah, at, yeah, at 100%. Yeah, 100%. So David Ruse says, I saw my first game in 1956 when I was five. I'm still a season ticket holder now. My favourite player was Len Ju- Ju- Julians, isn't it? Len Julians. Mm. Um, Brian, Brian King spoke about him a few times when we've had him on the show. Um, which if you've not seen those, check through the YouTube videos, go back a bit and you'll see that the, some of the players we've had, especially like the 70s, where we've done the, the five or six from the 70s. So, yeah. Can you Ken put says, in, I was going to say, what? can you put some of those interviews in the description? When, like, so yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can put, yeah, I can put them in if you want. Yeah. So, yeah, Keith Weller's favourite player, manager, Billy Gray, uh, before your time, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent before my time. Uh, Keith sometime... Weller, Keith Weller wasn't the name that I had. I no, I had it. Kitchener. I had Kitchener or um, or oh, I can't think of the name now. Before before Brian King, the keeper before Brian King. Brian so, Hall yeah. was it? Brian Hall? No, or no, was no, he no, after no. him? No, He's Brian after Hall him. was in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
Um, so yeah, right. Where are we? You've lost my thought there. Right. Sometimes it's like we've lost our identity at home. Teams come with confidence and walk all over us. Gary needs to get off his ass, then sitting down for the whole game. Yeah, 100%. I, we have definitely lost our identity at home. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Norton Cuffey don't know whether to attack or defend. Not his fault. Down to Rowett. Disagree. I want a good performance. Recently, they have been awful. Just you st- oh, can you go back? Sorry, can you go back to that, um, Evan? No, if no, can I just to just to ask, and if you can come back in the comments, just really, really curious on that. So, if you saw us play our next six games and we played really, really well, but we didn't win any of them, would you be happy? You, That's you know just. You know, it's by comments here. He's going to come back in about 10 minutes with an answer. No, like... no, I know, I know, I know. But it's, it will get to it. Obviously, we put all the comments on it. I'm just, just really curious. So if if on our next six games, we played fantastic football, but we didn't win any of them, would you be happier than if we perhaps didn't play particularly well in the six games, but we won three or four of them? Mm-hmm. Chris used to do about 40 a season. Now it's down to 30. Uh, 1958, you're right, Mickey. See, I was, I was there. So, yeah, 53. So, yeah, so he's 70. So, he went when his first game was five, same as um, same as the other fella. So, yeah, Christ, 1958. What was the f- those who, who, who gave, like, 1958, 1956 your first game? Can you remember the game, you um, the first game you went to? Leonard in midfield, 100%. Uh, Got to go, boys. Enjoy the rest of the evening. Um, yep, good morning, Tony, and enjoy your day at work. Um, enjoy, Tony. Yeah, we'll be back Sunday night, so we'll see you Sunday night, Tony. Um, Bart, Mac, Hardin, Cooper, um, Brian, Denore, Savile, what more? SA, Fleming, Bradshaw. That's quite a strong team. Uh, could you lads do a live seminar one night for a small fee, some of it going to veterans charities? I've got no problem doing um, a seminar. What, do you mean, Steve, do you mean to do like show one of the old games or something? Uh, I've got no issue doing that, mate. And I, I've got no issue with um, yeah, a small fee of all of it going to yeah. a veterans charity, mate. Um, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be interested in um, in taking any of it. I'd put it all towards a veteran charity and, and so much so that I'd probably put the veterans charity up. You donate to that, the small fee, and just send a screenshot or something and then you'll get a link. So I've got no issues. I, I, I wouldn't be interested in taking any money. Same as if we did do a live one, all the money would go to charity, mate. It's um, it's not for us. We do this for the, no. we do this for the fun of it because um, we just like talking bollocks. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, Alan Stepney. Um, Alex Stepney, yeah, that was, uh, that was the... Um, that was a player I was thinking of. So, yeah, thank you for there. I'll look at this. David, goalkeeper, uh, Mac, right wing back, Cooper, centre back, Leonard, centre back, Harden, centre back, Brian, left wing back, Savile, centre defence midfield, Denors, centre defence midfield, Fleming, um, Cam, what's that? Centre attack mid. midfield, and Maku, uh, striker and Nesbitt striker. Again, there's a uh, uh, a strike a good one so um yeah hello lads my daughter is coming all the way down from sheffield uni tomorrow for a game and i have to get up at three o'clock sunday morning to drop her back for work um those fuckers better turn up i they do for you paul and your, your daughter 
Yeah, like they do for all of us, but I hope they do for your daughter. Sheffield's not that far away, you know. It's only a few hours, mate. Considering where you, when you travel all over the country, mate, that's that's a that's a local journey for you, isn't it? Um, Teresa, yeah. Why does Rowett stick with Campbell? Don't know. Uh, I reckon the day he leaves, we'll probably find out that it was probably in his contract or something. I don't know. Uh, was it Alex Stepney in goal before Brian King? Yes, I think it was because then. Then there was another, actually, there was another keeper before when he left, I think, because I remember um, one of the interviews I did with Brian where a fan came up to him and, and told him that you're no Alex Stepney at the beginning where he, he wasn't he wasn't great. So, yeah, uh, it depends. If it's tactically good, because uh, then it will eventually work out in the future, it would be a step forward at the moment. We don't look like we know how to play. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, that that was in response to the that was the guy who said about um, he wanted good performances. That was his response. Ray Winston's claim to fame was when he pissed on Ronnie Cray when he was okay. Never read that before, but yeah. Uh, my first game was Wolves at home. Steve Claridge penalty one nil. Wall can't remember the year or the date. I'm sure someone in the comments will tell you. Um, yeah, Mickey Topman. That was in relation to the vets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. Best bet for, uh, was you thinking of Stepney? Yes, I was. Um, I lived in Lewisham, both the old and new, then went home and away. Come on, wall. Come on, you lions. Yeah. Uh, Ray Winston, when he was, Ari Winston, when he was a baby. Ah, oh, okay. Okay. That makes sense now. I was thinking, fucking hell, I did get rid of that. This isn't, you know. But yeah, currently Birmingham two, West Brom one, Friday night football after 60 minutes. Thanks very much for that. Uh, it is, but I have to be back for 10 for my boys game, the things you do for this club and the things you do for your daughter. So um, yeah, Laurie Leslie. Yes, that was the that was the keeper in between um, and Alex Stepney and Brian King. So yeah, rather take the fine than play Campbell, but knowing us, Savile will get a red card. So back to Campbell. Uh, yeah, uh, back five. I never saw. Was it back? Best back five I never saw was Stepney in goal. Back four for Gilchrist, Snowden, Wilson, and Cripps. Gilchrist was supposed to be a player back then as well, wasn't he? And Wilson. So, yeah, I'm still in New Cross. Stuck in traffic for the length of the show, probably. <laughs> um, I was at the Wolves game. April 2002, I'm pretty sure. Good old Claridge. So it's amazing that no one's mentioned Claridge. So, yeah, get your teams in. And also, we are um, we're coming towards the end of it. So, um, oh, Stephen's disappeared. I know he's back. And, he um, disappeared as well. It went funny there. You disappeared, but yeah. But anyway, um, let us know what your predictions are for um, tomorrow's game as well. Give us your predictions for tomorrow's game. That would be um, superb if you can get those in the comments. Uh, sweet, Dan. I thought I got the scoreline wrong. Uh, no. Sure, Leslie was ex-West Ham. Uh, I don't know, to be fair. Probably someone in the chat will be able to tell us. Um so yeah, Christ, it's been an exhausting um, show today. 
the comics have not stopped. No, it's uh, good though. And I, I say this, we say this every week and I, I say it, Joe, Omar, Ben, everyone, Dan, who, who does the shows and us, obviously us two, like we do it because we enjoy doing it. We love doing it. As Mickey said, it's not about earning a fee. You know, we're more than happy if we did get anything on anything like that, we'd give it to the vets. We, we have bets between ourselves that we end up paying a charity. So, you know, we're, we're happy to do stuff like that. We're not in it for the money, but without you, without the comments, without these guys, it, it would make for us just waffling and talking and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, no, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. That all the comments come in. David says back 10. So nil, nil. Uh, Joe says, get your mortgage on a nil-nil. If the if the current status where we've gone win, draw, lose, win, draw, lose, and we win, draw tomorrow, definitely could be a good call. Um, completely inconsistent, 2-1 defeat. Ooh. Cripps was ex-West Ham. He was, he was, but he played for the youth, didn't he, I think, and then um, played for us. Predictions for tomorrow as I can't make it. I'm sure we'll win 4-0. Steve says Millwall 2, um, Millwall 2 and uh, Hull 2. How do you think of the team then? Going for 2-1 win, Zian and Nisbet. 2-1 win, come on Millwall. I love the positivity, come on. That's it. Uh where are we? Bart, Danny Mack, Harding, Cooper, Brian, Saville, Denore, SA, Fleming, Watmore, Bradshaw, 4 2 3 1, 3 0 win, Millwall. Yeah, I told a, a whole podcast earlier that I reckon 2 0 tomorrow. Cover those legs tomorrow, Stephen. Right. Chris, you, you really sounded like a little bit of a stalker. So I am. Be warned, specific- that, I went, be no, warned no. that Chris is old school, so you don't <laughs> want him creeping up on your shoulder, all right? I the weather this weekend looks amazing, so I will be wearing shorts. Um, for anybody that does see me around the ground, I look like Casper the Ghost. I don't. I so yeah, you'll spot me a mile off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got no issue with that, um, but I don't. I, I I drink, but I don't really drink, and I don't like getting really drunk. So yeah, um, but that's fine. Uh, uh, everyone else can. If you watch the clip, what if you watch the clip? What's floating around is too. There's one on the podcast with negative Dan on um, about 10 pints deep, uh, which is really entertaining. Uh, I'll put it in the description of this afterwards if you want, or I'll post it on Twitter. And also the bit where the club posted um, from the goal celebration on there, you'll see that um, negative Dan was there as well. So, yeah, he was quite famous. He was living his best life in that clip, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Got more chance of predicting the lottery. Can't remember how many times everyone at work says your team has let me down again, even though I do tell them never bet on wall. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Never, never bet on wall. Uh, right, team Bart, Danny, Leonard, Harding, Cooper, Brian, Sav, Casper, Fleming, Amaku, and Nesbitt. Uh, I want what's Mike on. Oh, yeah. He said 4 0. 4 0, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, I have no idea what to predict. We lost 3 0 to Swansea, yet we beat Plymouth 2 uh, 0. Yep. Uh, David is my son. Okay. Wow. So, David, so yeah, Christ. Tell Rowett, uh, we just want to be entertained so my son don't deafen me in my ear old, and I t- think a bore one all draw. Uh, oh, Stephen. You've got to be careful, fella. I sit to come and say hello. 
Oh, that's terrified him now. Two rows. Oh, two rows. That's interesting. I wonder. Because all the people that sit around, like, you, you we've recognised people. I've, I've probably seen him hundreds of times. So, Chris, come say hello. Um, <laughs> all I'd say is, yeah, Stephen, you know on the on the writers group, mm-hmm. on WhatsApp, if you look in there, there's a picture of him. Oh, I'll have a look. Uh, uh, yeah. Come say hello. I think so. I think there is. But I've seen a picture of you, so yeah, maybe. But yeah, uh, it'll be great if we score in the first minute then hold on from there. Christ, that's a bit optimistic. <laughs> isn't it? Um, okay. I'll have a beer with you tomorrow, boys. Beer tent job. Oh, there you go. Sounds like a deal. Uh, never bet on wall. No. No. Who's negative Dan? Um, Dan, Dan done Sexton. Who done the show with me last Sunday? That's negative, Dan. Or positive, Dan, now. So, yeah. You always have a crowd around you. Yeah, uh, that's just the people that I've met for a meal. Obviously, my dad's with me. He's always with me. Um, he don't buy it. But, yeah, just come say hello. It's all right. But I'm wearing shorts tomorrow, so it, it, there's, that's, that's just the end of it. Nice knowing you, Steve. Yeah, I won't be... You won't see me again on the, that meal pod. This is my last show. Do you know what? What I Chris think is going to have me. What we need to do is one game in it. We get a load of t-shirts turned up, and, uh, and we just have on the back game. Yes, I am Stephen from the podcast. <laughs> uh, and I'll and I'll just have yes, I was fan on the board. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Well, the comments are drying up, um, and pretty much, I suppose we are getting to where we are. So um, that. That crowd's all admiring Stephen's Stephen's legs. So, um, oh, yeah. this is so bad. This is so bad. Oh, just, oh, I might have to move my season ticket now. It does have a crowd around him. I'm included. Do you know Mike? I think so. I know the name, Ooh. but I need to. I need a picture. I, I, oh, so I just. Yeah. Do you know tomorrow? Yeah, you're going to get so much. So yeah, do you know that? Yeah, so, look, um, guys, yeah. guys. As I say, just come and come and say. Um, Come and say hello. It's I'll always tell you good what fun we do. To talk to we do a thingy here. Is in listen, right? If you're there tomorrow and you spe- if you're sitting like where it seems yeah, as if there's a few I've of just, you, what sit around Stephen, right? I've so just seen you- the comment from Mike. It is it, the the guy. He's he sits right in front of me. He's a, Mike is a really really nice guy. He also used to be a ref. Okay, so nice. he, just blow him out. Yeah, nice, yeah. Nice, he used to nice. be a ref. Nice. So yeah, but what what I was going to say is right, just. Hashtag stalking Stephen and just post some post some pictures. Tag us in and then just post some pictures about telling Stephen that you're posting them. Oh. We'll find out we'll find out what Stephen's up to during the match. So any of the embarrassing photos, you know, picking his nose or scratching his ass or so, just keep keep clicking away and keep posting stalking Stephen, stalking Stephen, and um, and uh, yeah, we'll go from there. I think that'd be quite funny. Not for you, yeah, Stephen, yeah, great, for us. great for us. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, great show again, lads. See you at the den tomorrow. Yeah. Um, no, we don't. Uh, move away from block 10. St- Whoa, he's even giving <laughs> out your block now. Oh, right. mate. Do, do you Mac. know what? For anybody. Mac, block 10 now, yeah. Just aim for block 10. For anybody, because we might as well do this, I sit directly in the middle of the H, literally right in the middle 
of block 10 just come and say hello if you want to take the piss i'm wearing shorts come and take the piss out of me wearing shorts it's absolutely fine but it's so not going to change i used to sit block 10 right at the top block 10 block 9 straight over the top with big rich if you know big rich there's a famous photo of him at um cardiff with the half blue and half white bare chest he's a big lad but he's a good lad he's a is um i used to live next door to him in uh in the cliftonville tavern and those of you old enough who used to drink in there or whatever mate they're in a brown coat and the golden lion and yeah mate back in the day when the uh when the pubs around there were were good or we had pubs around and the brown the brown coat and um what was the one on what was the one on the Alderton road with the pennies barnaby and even the canterbury when that was when that was a boozer as well i remember going in the canterbury once and out the back there was um, two speedway bikes. I think the the people who owned it, their boy was a speedway rider, and they never used to leave the bikes in the van, and they used to leave them in the back of the pub, like in the corridor at the back of the pub between the kitchen and whatnot. Used to be this um, uh, speedway bike with um, real fucking bubbly tyres, whatever, with uh, the bits on, because they used to race in the sand and that. So, yeah, but yeah, pointless fact, we didn't really need. So, um, yeah. Unfortunately, Stephen, it's it is our row. Oh dear, all over it, Mickey. There we go. You see, it's hashtag stalking Stephen, and um, and copy us in, and we'll retweet you all. And if if anyone posts it and we're not following you already, then uh, then we'll follow you straight back as well. All right. So immediately, you know, immediately you know banned from the stream. <laughs> good show, lads. Have a good day tomorrow. Thank you very much. Uh, those shorts um stalking Stephen. um i don't mind you spelling in that that way but he no funny no 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 because he spells it the the poncy way with a s-t-e-p-h um so wow there's a quote coming there's a there's a comment coming i've just seen it come up on you wait you wait (laughs) green khaki shorts will come to mind with that <laughs> oh mate, enjoyed it tonight. Thanks. Hey. No problem. Cliftonville boss had had two nasty Alsatians. Yeah, it depends on. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Well, who was there? There was. I mean, Tom. Tom over overall owned that, and he owned the Barnaby as well. Um, not the Barnaby. Um, the brown coat. He owned both of those. Um. And then when I lived there, Steve was there. Stephen, I can't think of his wife's name there. Oh, fucking hell. Um, but, yeah, I, I tell you, I've never seen a man drink like Steve who used to used to run the, the Cliftonville. And, I mean, they when, where you've got the traveller site down Hilderton Road, we were one of the only pubs what didn't what allowed them to drink in the pub. So Steve didn't care. Their money was good. And we never had trouble in well, we never had trouble in there. We we did, but it, it was all right. Um, because I come in a few times where I walked through the back door and there was two there squaring up to have a, a bare knuckle fight at the bottom of my stairs, and it was like, oh, duck through, off you go, sort of not getting involved. Um, but I saw Steve one time with um one of the traveller guys who was called, I think it was called Par to be fair, but then quite a few of them were called Par, but um they filled up two fridges full of Budweiser and both of them drank them all and then filled the fridge up some more to have another go. 
They, mate, I have never seen anyone drink like him. It was unbelievable. What he could put away was just unbelievable. Going to start calling Mickey Sylvester from the Adams family all banner. <laughs> David, if you would like to just have a quick Google of Hood from Thunderbirds, Sylvester or Hood is the is the um, running theme. Yeah, the Hood. Yeah, yeah, the Hood. I don't mind. I've been called that plenty of times before. I don't give a shit. I can take it. If I give it out, I've got to be able to take it. But, Absolutely. So then we are. Anything you want to say, Stephen? Uh, I'm only going to say I'm going to predict Mill to win 2-0 tomorrow I'm feeling pretty confident going to yeah. the international break with a win I wouldn't yeah. change too much from the team from Tuesday the only change for me would be uh, Campbell out and Sav in yeah no, that would be the same with me um, I would I would totally agree with that what I would say here just before we um, before I say my other bit, where are we? Let me find a picture of what I wanted to put up. Um, is that one? So if I take you out, so you know, there is another hashtag there of yeah, uh, free George, George Savile. We will post a video in the morning, um, and, and get that going. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. We get we get these ones in. Great show, lads. Um, love the podcast, lads. Great show. Liked. Uh, like and subscribe. subscribe, people. Yeah, like, subscribe. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if you're watching YouTube, first time you've watched this, then please do subscribe. If you're watching on Facebook, remember to share and get your get your, your mates to uh, get joined in. Good stream, lads. Hopefully catch you again tomorrow. Uh, Mickey looks more like Gar. Oh, God. Do you know I've been called that as well before? Fucking hell. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Do you know what? Um, on, I think on Sunday's show, mate, we'll do lookalikes <laughs> and, and see. We'll have to do some with you. So, yeah, with, with them. Um, right then, gents and ladies, uh, thank you very, very much. Um, thanks, Lloyd. In, uh, enjoy the show. Canadians are boring. Yeah. Look at look at who's running your country, mate. Says it all, doesn't it? So um, yeah, let's find your video for the close. Um, it's just under six minutes, five minutes forty-eight. Thank you very much for tuning in. It means the world to us to have you with us on a Friday night. Uh, we are the only podcast what does true live interaction, and you are the talking point. Uh, we are done for another week. Um, and that is it. So, yeah, no rant from me because I did have one, but I can't be asked, to be fair. I just want to watch these goals. Thanks very much. And uh, we'll see you again Sunday night. Laters. Three without the win then as Brighton arrive. 24 minutes gone. Still no score. Wilkins. Cunningham did well to get a foot in and he finds Stevenson. Stevenson chipping towards Goodman. Shivers with the header away. Back in again for Goodman who turns and shoots and scores and it's one now. No all take the lead. John Goodman gets his fourth senior goal. I think what it's saw him. Between Wadick and Dawes, they get a little bit of space and the ball forward to Goodman. Laid back for Bradley. First time shot. Oh, what a goal from the skipper. Looking for Small. The chest off. No problem for McCleary. He finds Bradley who turns and off he goes again. Finding showing him in the middle. 
Little ball through for Koopmans and that's on two. And oh, what a save by Digweed. Almost number three. They split, Sheringham shoots. And it's hit the post and somehow Digweed has grabbed it at the second attempt. My word. His ball over the top, cut out by Stevens, who finds Cunningham. Now Sheringham, little quick inside for Goodman. He controls, gets into the area, bit of space, looks up, shoots. Oh, off the inside of the post and back into the arms of Digweed. Waddock, now Cunningham. Cross from Cunningham, that's an awkward one. Sheringham jumping with Digweed and Sheringham getting in there and scoring. Number 26. Fabulous header from Teddy Sheringham, an excellent cross. Taken quickly, Waddock for Sheringham. It'll lay off Alex Ray into the area, lays it off for John Goodman, who shoots, comes off Digweed. And as Sheringham came herring in, Digweed grabbed it at the second attempt. And there'll be more of Brighton later. The Lions holding sixth place in the table before and after the next game. A hard-fought one down on the south coast against Portsmouth, which finishes goalless. Next, Swindon Town. Back up again and a chance here for uh, the first strike of the match. As Teddy Sheringham lines up to have a crack. Bends that round. Oh, that's a fine shot and it's uh, well held by Fraser Digby. On ball from Hazard for White to chase. Oh, the mistake here sets uh, White away. Shearer belting into the middle and uh, White goes by himself. And a lead off there for Millwall. Paul Stevenson now. Goodman chasing the ball, played over the defender. Goodman carrying on past Gittins, a chance here. Oh, that's brilliant by Goodman. Just past the far post. There's a chance here for Goodman. Gets a shot in. Oh, tries it just past the far post. And he hasn't even played a reserve game since uh, that suspension, so he'll be a little bit rusty, I would think. Oh, and a magnificent save! O'Callaghan's there. Will he have a strike? This is O'Callaghan. Oh, perfect shot! Brilliant shot, straight into the net. And the substitute fires Millwall into a deserved lead. That's a good ball too. This is Alex Ray into the box. Sheringham's in the middle, but he can't get it across. The chance for Goodman. Oh, and it's over the top. Goodman's still going. Gittins getting in there. This is Ray. Ray tries the shot. Oh, and that wasn't far away. And a useful win against a team very much on the fringe as promotion contenders. Middlesbrough, though, very definitely up amongst them. Played forward by Thompson. Ray getting the... It was Goodman who got it across. And a snap. Ray there by Millwall. Forces the corner. Goodman did well. Got down the outside. Played the ball across. And uh, a frantic scramble to get it away. Stevenson with the corner. Oh, it's there! Thompson! Thompson has scored! Sheringham trying to get a touch, did it? Oh, it's there! A brilliant goal! Middlesbrough thought they cleared it. 
Callahan touching it back. Chance here for Cunningham to get the ball in. Does so. It's over the top. Not back here. It must be a goal. Oh, he's driven it wide. Kerr. This is Phillips. Chance here to get the ball in dangerously, and he does. Oh, it's a chance here, and it's the substitute who scores. Paul Kerr puts Middlesbrough back into this uh, game. John Walk tries the shot. Oh, oh, and Brannigan's made a hash of it, and it's there. Oh, my word. A goal out of the blue from John Walk. He must have hit it from 35 yards. And I don't whether he scored many goals like that before. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.